The long and winding road leads us here to the doorstep of the postseason. One win, a little bit of help away from ending 17 seasons of misery. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Now, how many quarterbacks have you ever seen hurdle anyone? He throws. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Red, White and Buffalo Blues. We are coming to you with a mega show today. We are reviewing the Broncos game and the eight and now eight and three Buffalo Bills and previewing the Thanksgiving game this Thursday, 9.30 Sky Sports, if you've got Sky Sports, and against the Dallas Cowboys, Matt and Alex. Alex, how are you feeling after yesterday? See, you couldn't have made a mistake today because we're doing a preview and a review. So no matter what you say, you're right, technically. <laughs> so it wasn't going to. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm fine. I just I just can't find batteries anywhere in my house. And no, I, batteries. I don't I don't write things down. I have all my notes on my computer. And now I just have to use the arrow keys. What is it? 1988? Just, you know, whatever. Anyway. No, yeah, I feel good. Um, everything about that Broncos game was exactly what we wanted to see, right? Yes, I think yeah. I think that was probably the probably the most complete game we've seen for a while. And even though Josh threw one for under two hundred yards, that run defense putting up that many yards, but was it two hundred and um, forty-four yards against a number four ranked defense? He Josh Anker throwing for 100 yards, I would have been happy with that all-round all round performance. Yeah, but, I mean, the Broncos, in terms of yards allowed, are the second-best defense the Bills have played all year. New England is second, and the, um, and the Jets are, are ranked 11th overall. <clears throat> so uh, this was a game where we all came in thinking that it could be low-scoring and Allen could struggle and we won't be able to run, but we did everything we needed to. Yeah. The Broncos have the fifth-best pass defense, and Josh seems to not have any problems being efficient. It wasn't a game where we needed mm-hmm. to throw it 30 times, so we were, he wasn't going to come close to 300 yards because he didn't need to. The whole fourth quarter was just irrelevant. This game was over yep. in the you know, um, when the Brown touch, even before the John Brown touchdown, because it didn't even look like Denver wanted to play football. Maybe their players did, but their coaches certainly didn't give a shit. Exactly. I mean, that was probably the worst I've ever seen anybody look all game. I mean, everybody else seemed like they were trying hard. Um, and it just it blows my mind because Denver fans all over social media all week were thinking that they could do this. Yeah. And it's just like how how naive can you be? How how Homer can you be to, to to think that your team has a chance against the the third best defense in the league with exactly. your quarterback? Your Allen is worse than Josh Allen was last year. And so Danny he went. <laughs> it's time to move on, you know. Yeah, and he went two for two for twelve for four yards in that second half. You should retire. 
<laughs> I I bet you I can go for four yards in an NFL game. It's easy. Just dump it off to the running back and let the, let everyone else do all the work. You know what I mean? Exactly. But to be honest, I think I think now we we may have found, as Josh said a couple of weeks ago, we may have found that identity for this offense. It seems that Josh is more more comfortable in running that no huddle. Yeah, got... the, the pace looked good. I mean, this was another game where we came out and the offense was just moving the ball. We did it week one against the Giants and had to settle for mistakes. We did it against Miami in both games and came away with you know field goals and uh, as soon as this team can learn to finish and be consistent, and I think they're making every step possible towards that, um, there may be one more, like, you know, weapon away and, you know, a little bit more Josh, you know, awareness increase um, yeah. to get there. I think I think, I think we know, and obviously with the ball in the, in the booth now, I think that's where he's probably going to, probably going to say but oh, yeah. with that no huddle because they get because they get the transmission cut out 15 seconds before the um, play clock ends this no huddle obviously you've got I say you've got the personnel you may have two plays in head but as soon as that whistle goes for that for the next down to start you've already got the ball looking in your head they're not make the the um, Broncos and def- whoever we face in defense are not allowed to make a substitution because we're going to keep the same personnel on. And it's a lot easier. And let's say Josh looks very comfortable in there. Yeah. That inter- that interception he had, I think he wanted that back. I don't think that was anything mental or that. I think what's, what happened and what he said or what I've seen was that there was um, a bit of coverage as he was actually going to throw the ball forward. And obviously that's where, where it got lost in translation. Yeah, I mean, he definitely looked like he tried to put a, some touch on it to get it over some defenders and drop it in, but it was just he just put a little bit too much touch on it, and he'll figure that out. I mean, I wasn't discouraged at all by the interception. If anything, I was kind of pleased just to get it out of the way. Yeah. You no, know, it's like all right, he's human. We don't need to worry about this anymore. Just go out there, and you know, when you say you're going to play fearless. You might worry about turnovers, but you got one in a game where it didn't matter, and that's fine. So, I mean, every it, every game so far this year, except for last week starting with Miami, we've had something to complain about each game, mm. even in the wins. But yeah. the last two weeks, granted, two really bad football teams, um, but at least in this instance you have nothing to complain about against the offense looking good against a good defense. So that's exactly. something. I, I imagine if we played Denver in week three, we would have been, you know, 14 to three or, you know, 13 to three, and it would have been a lot uglier, mm. but you're, you're getting a chance to see adjustments made over a full season a full yeah. game plan with a quarterback who's ready, who had a solid off season. They came in with a plan, and you have coaches that are willing to adjust it and make changes. You've seen so many changes through this offense, and you, you're it's the the best 
friend for a quarterback is not a running back or a tight end. It's a defense that allows him to be able mm. to learn at the coach's pace. Josh doesn't have to go out there and chuck it 40 times a game and take risks and chances. He's allowed to see things and have a game flow and take things easy and normal. And that's the best thing for his development. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for for sure on that. I mean, you you just look at, what is he? He was about what, six quarterback rating of um, just over 60, 60, just over, I think. Yeah, I was going to go look, but I don't have batteries for my mouse, so I can't go look. So, <laughs> But no, it, and, and he is trying to spread it around. I mean, obviously, John Brown, this this week was um was shut down a little bit more by by Chris Harris, but mm-hmm. then Cole still got Beasley, that touchdown though, so it still looks good, you know. Exactly, and obviously Cole Beasley has now started to get more and more into the um into the rhythm into the offense, and maybe it is because they're going with the same personnel of Brown, Beasley, McKenzie, Singletary, and Knox that. Obviously, most of those players are going to get the lion's share of possession. And obviously, we know what Cole Beasley is like. And, and yeah, it's, it's looking good there with the um, with this identity, with what he's actually um, what he's comfortable in. And obviously, now he's got Beasley and Brown in there. He will actually, um, obviously, we're looking good for the remaining part of the um, remaining part of the season. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's funny. Everything that um, we talked about with Joe uh, on the preview show kind of exa- is exactly what happened. I mean, Ed Oliver got usage, and it worked. Shaq Lawson mm. did better than Trent Murphy, and you saw it. Someone pay that guy. Pay yeah. that guy. <laughs> That'll happen. Um, but, you know, I remember we were talking about if we're going to need to make any additions or anything like that, and I think based off of the performance of these players this year, all that money that we have saved up is going to go towards our own guys. Mm-hmm. You know? So expect yeah, that I think, in the season. I think I think the off season is going to be probably one of the most interesting ones in regards to it. Because obviously, are you going to keep um, Lawson and Phillips? I don't Do think it's think- a question of are you going to keep them. It's a question of who are you willing to let go of, and and we're at a point where we want to say no one. You know, mm. I'm to be honest. I I can see a scenario where one of them will go, and and depending on what Harry Phillips is like, I think yeah, it could be Jordan the one one to go. I mean, yes, Ed Oliver had that spell where he was getting less snaps than um, Jordan Phillips, but we saw it how McDermott did it with Milano. His first year or second yeah, year, which bring, bring the rookies along slowly, and it's the best thing for them because mm. you know emotions such an important part of performance. And if you start rough, then you just get into a slump. I mean, I remember playing baseball and playing hockey growing up, and you know if if I'm not succeeding, if we're losing, or if I'm just not putting up points, then my next game I'm doubting myself. But yeah. if, you, if you bring I mean, along the players slowly and have the right, co- you know, player coaches around them, you know, veterans, then you know it, it's it's the right way to bring a player along. 
Exactly. I think that's why I they mean, wanted to have Josh Allen benched all season last year. That was the game plan because that would have been the best thing for him. But, you know, it, it, things don't always work out perfectly. But we can worry about who we're going to sign and who we're not going to sign, what we're going to do in the offseason once that comes. Because right now I think we have the game of the season coming hmm. this Thursday. And, I, yeah, I mean, it, it's a shame... It's a shame that potentially one of the like Robert Foster is going to potentially miss that game because what he did in that, in oh, that Denver yeah. game would would have helped us massively in the um in that Dallas game. Yeah, I mean they they were able to they used Foster like they were using McKenzie a few weeks ago, yeah. so you could easily just fill him in there, which is nice, but. Um, we have an opportunity to probably see Duke Williams play this week. Um, And he's going to be one of those red zone guys. I mean, you probably remember last week we threw a jump ball to John Brown. That was ugly. But you can put Duke in that situation and it'll look all right. They tried it a few few times with McKenzie as well in the Denver game and in previous games. So yeah. I mean, they just, I mean, without Duke in there, they don't have the personnel for that play. But, uh, yeah. I mean, it's its silly to think to have to roster a player for, for one play. But Duke can do more uh, than that. Mm. Um, I mean, like everyone has said, he's not the crisp, the most crisp route runner. But uh, he's that kind of guy who's going to do whatever it takes. Exactly. And on this stage, you're going to see an opportunity to do that. So, yeah. I mean, sucks for Foster. We were see we we started to see him and it was exciting, and then that happens. I mean the hamstring that's like the worst thing because it just yeah nothing happened on that play. The dude's just slowing up and boom there it goes and it's just that's the way it is sometimes. It's just super. Look, it looked like he got a bit. It's when he was slowing down he might he must have got a little um a little nudge by the from what I saw from the Denver defender that actually um. That made him stutter a bit more. It cost it. That really? I mean, it all, all I saw was him just trying to slow down, and it just went on him. It's just one of those fluke things. But, uh, I mean, I can go back and look at it again and, and see if there was any kind of interference from a player or anything. But, <clears throat> yeah, um, I mean, hamstring in the NFL, two, three weeks. So, you know, rest up. Hopefully it's not too serious, but it's also something that can linger and come back very quickly again. So Yeah. I mean another another injury which we're gonna have to monitor over the next next couple of days is that of Mitch Morse. Left with a um with a with a thumb injury on his um on his snapping hand. Yeah, that's just like the worst kind of luck too, because I mean if he's playing guard or tackle, you just tape that up and you get out there, you know? Yeah. So that's but, a bummer for him. But Feliciano Felici- did well in his absence. Yeah, absolutely. I have I to mean, admit that. You want to talk about an unsung hero for the season, he could be in the conversation. Mm, exactly. Because, I mean, if, if if I could scroll back down to our you know 53-man roster, I mean, I had him in there, but I don't think I had him in there as a starter, you know? So it's, it's just great I to did. see that we're turning guys – uh, from from this, relative obscurity into starters in the league. This guy on the other end of the uh, mic actually had pegged him <laughs> for a uh, for a star role. 
All right, so you should you you're going to be our offensive line guy going forward. Right? You can cover that. Yeah. Well, I also I also um went over this morning um our old preview show um when we actually uh, previewed every single um of the, the uh, game by game, and up until this game against the Broncos, I've been perfect on every one. Did you have? Did you? Get the adult. Did you get this game too? Uh, this game, I pursed down for. Um, I did purse down for a loss back that day. Wow, that's weird. Uh, I've, every other game, I've actually predicted win, yeah. win, loss, win, 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 loss, win, loss, win. All right, so let's hope that continues because you had them at eleven and five, right? Uh, yes. All right, so let's continue that. You know, there was one thing that I wanted to do, but I ran out of. Uh, uh, time to fill because we want to kind of keep this under 45 i wanted to take because everyone's talking about all oh, the bills have played no one i want to mm. take our knowledge of this team and what we know that they can and cannot do and compare it against everyone else in the playoffs right now in the afc i think i did it with the Good chiefs friend. i think i did it with the chiefs i did it during the game yesterday but i didn't write it down i think during the chiefs um schedule they're seven and four, right? Yes. I think I had us going six and five with their schedule. With the Patriots, I think I had us going eight and three with their schedule. Um, uh, and and yeah, pretty much everyone else. I, I think the Texans. I think we had us. I had us at seven and four. So I mean, everybody else that's in a playoff picture right now has had a road that's. Not similar to ours, but we could have done it too, is what I'm saying. Mm, yeah. So, you know, you have to compare it to that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be um it's gonna be a fun game this uh this coming Thursday. That's, yeah, that's for I mean, sure. You can you can call the Cowboys the NFC Bills because they haven't played anyone either. Yeah. You know, I mean, in a minute, I'm going to look at their schedule and I'll show you. But uh, let's quickly talk about the stigma of this this event, okay? We Perfect. haven't played a Thanksgiving game since 1994. Yep. Um, we lost to the Lions 35 21. Mm-hmm. And then in 76, we lost to the Lions 27 and 14. But in 75, we beat the St. Louis Cardinals 32 to 14. So obviously those stats will have no impact on the game that we're talking about this week. But yep. uh, consider the Bills in all primetime games. Um, it is vomit-inducing. We've for... only played Sunday night football once, which is ridiculous. By far the least of any team in the NFL. Blown up by the Pats 56-10. to Thursday night football, we're only 2-5. and five. I thought we were better, but both those wins come against Miami, I believe. Uh, the third least appearances on Thursday Night Football, only seven games. Monday Night Football, man, we were good in the 90s. Um, 0-3 in the 2010s, we're tied for last in appearances. Uh, between 99 and 09, we had 23 appearances, which is about average. 11 and 12, clearly all of those wins coming in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, and then dating back even further, just not good. 89, we were 1-2. 88, hey, we were 2-0. and 
nothing 87 86 85 84 0 and 1 83 0 and 1 82 0 and 1 81 1 and 1 and then some more years where we don't play and then some more losses and some more losses and two wins in 73 and 74 but overall 17 and 26 in Monday Night Football 20 and 34 overall in primetime games uh this is a game that historically speaking we have always lost based well, off Thanksgiving of, game no, no just um based off of the the prestige of it okay everyone's watching we always okay. lose when everyone's watching um and it's a game where hey if the bills beat these guys then they're they've arrived we always mm. lose that game you know yeah but there's I'm... glimmers of hope there you know, um, if you want to, uh, let me go over that. What were you going to say? I was going to say, obviously, thank, if, we're, if we're talking about the specific um, event, Thanksgiving, obviously, Bills are four and four on there. So obviously, that this one's going to be a decider. I've also managed to get for you the um, the schedule of the Dallas Cowboys this year. Yeah, they started off win against the Giants, nobody. win against the Redskins, nobody. Win against the Dolphins. Nobody. Loss against the Saints. They sh- they should. Loss against the Packers. Man, they're weird, aren't they? That shock loss against the Jets. Yeah, I mean, if anything, that tells you a lot about the Cowboys. Beat the Eagles. Yep, it's good beat, bounce back. Beat the Giants. Nobody. Lost to the Vikings. That's a good game. Beat the Lions. Fine. And lost to the Patriots last night. Yeah. So, I mean, where's their premier win? You know, against the Eagles? Um, That was when the Eagles were, you know, kind of bad. I think we turned the Eagles around. Yeah. But, I mean, even then, look at the Eagles yesterday. Yeah. They're not good. It sucks that we lost to them. So, Mm. I think that Dallas is a better average team than we are. We're an average team. Average team. They're a good average team. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I think the the bad news based on that is that in their wi- in their wins against those bad teams, they've looked a lot better. I mean, w- when mm. given the opportunity, Dallas has destroyed bad teams. I mean, they're first in the league in yards for yards per play, first downs. Passing yards, net yards per pass attempt, and they have the third best scoring drive percentage. So their offense is legit, but against winning teams, their offense is very average. Yeah. And anyway, based off of their good yardage for passing and for offense, we're really good at pass defense. I mean, you can contribute it a lot to the weather, but that Patriots game, uh, they shut them down. We can do the same thing. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, Amari Cooper, I don't know whether it was a drop or something like that. He, he was not. He was only targeted twice. He had no oh, reception. The dude, is, the dude is hurt. He's been hurt all year, and he's been playing through it. But injured plus Stefan Gilmore equals shutdown. Hmm. Then you're either... Your other wide receivers they've got there are 
Well, if we're going by the Patriots game, we got Randall Cobb, seven targets, four receptions for 86 yards, and Michael Gallup, six targets, four receptions for 55 yards. I remember Obviously, when we were talking about John Brown in being a number one receiver, um, you saw that based off of averages, uh, Gallup and Cooper are both top ten. So Gallup is a guy that you're going to have to cover. You know, <clears> you might not need Trey White on Cooper because of you know his uh, he's banged up. So you might have you might think to put White on you know Gallup or just play him on one side and trust the whole team because our I mean our corners our DBs looked really good last week. Yeah, I think I think that. That's going to be that's going to be the key if they can if they continue the shutdown of the um of the wide receivers with that secondary. I think what we've seen with the blitzing of Milan Milano and um, Edmonds, and if we can get that pressure on the O line, I think the more and more we lock down and keep that keep if Cooper's playing him Gallup and um, and Randall Cobb down, I think it's it's a chance that we can we can nick that and we can get a couple of um a couple of takeaways. I mean, what was it? Dak went for 19, 19 completions from thirty three attempts, two hundred and twelve yards, an interception. Yeah, I mean it's doable. Um, I the the focus I think is going to again be on the run though. Um, their run offense statistically is about as good as ours, which mm. I think can lead to problems. I mean, if we played ourselves, I think Singletary could carve up our defense. The good note is that yeah. we shut down Denver's run de- run offense, but they rank only 16th. The Cowboys rank 8th in rushing offense. Uh, I mean, mm. they have arguably the best offensive line in football. It's why they're 8th in rushing. It's why Dak has been able to have such a good statistical season. Um I think that based off of, you know, what we were talking about with Joe about getting pressure on the quarterback, that's going to be really, really important this week. We're going to have to get creative to get pressure if we want to make have Dak make mistakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think I think that is that is the way to go. I think we, we've seen enough in the last couple of games. Okay, the first, the game against Miami, it was against Miami in their ridiculously awful O-line. But what we combined, what, 11 sacks in two games? Like, yeah, I think that you can really get blitzy, get blitz-happy mm. against the Cowboys because, A, you have to because of their offensive line is so good, so you have to pressure them. And, B, I think that our secondary and, and our linebackers really match up well against Dallas's weapons. Um, yeah. The biggest worry, I think, would be Zeke out of the backfield or in play action p- plays, but I mean, Witten's a fossil, so you don't have to worry about him. The dude's 98 years old. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, with, with Cooper being injured, I mean, I trust our secondary completely to cover them and just base plays. So you're going to have to really be moving Milano and Lorenzo and just everybody around in, in, in making um, the Dallas offensive line, you know, really work for it. That's going to be, yeah. I think, the key to the game is getting pressure. Yeah, I think I think another key if we flip it on the other side is um, is that offensive line and Cody Ford. I mean, this this brings me to a a tweet that 
that we had in um, on Twitter from from Charlie saying, obviously, how you think our views are on Cody Ford. Um, obviously, saying he's not a right tackle, but he was that good against Von Miller that Von Miller actually placed, praised both him and Dion Dawkins. So I think the key to the game is can that offensive line, and especially Dawkins, and more importantly, Ford, be able to repel the attacks because they do have a potent, a potent rush defense. Yeah, yeah they have one of the best um, rushers in uh, DeMarcus, I think, DeMarcus Lawrence, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, looking at their defense, uh, they have the sixth best pass defense, which is uh, going to be a challenge for us. You know, we're, we're ranked third, but uh, their run defense is just as average as ours. We rank 15th against the run. They rank 16th. So if we're worried about our run defense, you can be worried about the Cowboys' run defense as well. I think, yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's going to really play into a, a smash-mouth kind of game where we're yeah. going to need to win. It's going to be running the ball, short passes, controlling the clock, keeping Dax off, Dak off the field, and then it's the game will be run in the, won in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, exactly. Really I mean, those older games. Yeah, older and games. and the, not it's not just Demarcus Lawrence that they've got to look out for. I mean, he's got four and a half sacks on the year. Robert Quinn, the other defensive end, he's got nine and a half sacks. Yep. Jalen Smith, um, linebacker, he's got two and a half. So it, it we'll have to see how how four matches up, but I'm. I'm, I was personally surprised with him in that game. I mean, it's it's good now. Okay, it's unfortunate then Seki's injured, but as we said always, now you've made you've got that choice. You put Ford in for 100 percent of the plays, and you saw how well how well he performed. Yes, he got beat a couple of times, but we didn't give up that many pressures. But yeah. keeping him on there. He did what a, what you can expect a second round player to do, and he played well at times. And then there were some things, but overall, I can't complain. Yeah, so I think I think the expectations of people saying you can't play right tackle and he should be moved to guard, I kind of want to see that a little bit. But I also yeah. think that yeah, they signed him as a right tackle, they drafted him as a right tackle, they mm-hmm. believe him in the right tackle. Maybe it was a case that they were doing, again, doing a Milano with Cody Ford, making him earn that reps. But if they wanted to do that, they should have played him from the start. If he did start having an off-downward slope... Well, he then, did, though. When he was in, he looked bad. So you know? maybe that's... So maybe, yeah. So maybe then I was probably a little bit wrong on that, on that account that they shouldn't have swapped and swapped each time per game, but it comes to prove that you give him the full reps, he's not going to have to think, oh, God, I'm coming out now. So, and then I've got to get back in, got to get ready, especially yeah. when they go, when they're in the no huddle, you exp- you're not expecting him to obviously come out. He gets that song. He's now comfortable. Yeah. He's got his foot, foot placement, his hand placement's all set. So I think, I think, yeah, like you say, we've been pleasantly surprised with him. I mean, mm-hmm. if if him and Dawkins can repel Quinn and um and Lawrence, yeah, then 
you've got you've got the rest in the midfield. Rest in the midfield. There we go. I'm talking <laughs> soccer now. <laughs> rest on the interior to um to man up against what maybe two three rushes. Yeah, I mean hell, it doesn't look at how what Josh Allen did last week. Even when pressure got there, the dude was Houdini in the backfield. That deep in our own zone, he he's breaking ankles, picking up 14 yards on the scramble. I mean, that's going to be something that Dallas, I mean, I don't think they've seen anything like that this season. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they play that. If they keep mm. a spy, yeah. then that means that you're going to have less rushers. Uh, you know, if they're blitzing, then you're going to see a lot of Beasley and Singletary. And I and McKenzie, on the short stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, the interesting thing is it being on a Thursday. It basically with the prep time, it throws all of these stats out the window. Exactly. It comes down to coaching and who could be the most ready, and who could, you know, make the best adjustments, and who's just done their the most homework. Mm. I mean. In terms of points per game, Dallas is 26.8. We're 21. I think you can throw that out the window. Thursdays are weird. Thursdays are always weird. Yeah. But that's a, that's a beauty of a short week. I mean, obviously, if, if the momentum's on there and if the confidence is um, the confidence is now up from those two games, you take that confidence into Dallas and you actually, even if you do lose by maybe the odd, the odd point, the odd three points or something like that, that that confidence you can then take into the running with um, the Ravens and the Patriots mainly. I mean, that's what that's what Dave Thorpe on on Twitter also said said um, how key was the win for the confidence going into the um, into the last five games. I mean, you've got it, even if you do lose which we're hoping that we're going into the long the long week at nine and three rather than eight and four mm-hmm. that that confidence no matter how much it is will be that high still that we can carry it forward when we go into a stretch where Steelers going um are start to go down the um down the pan jets your un your unknown quantities then you've got the Patriots and the Ravens, which are going to probably be what first and second seeds, and someone that we potentially could make meet in the divisionals. Yeah, uh, I mean, just going back to focusing on Dallas. I mean, the the one thing that they're going to have on us, two things, is that you know being away puts us at a disadvantage, and uh, they're always they're always playing on Thanksgiving. Uh, they beat Washington last year, 31-23, close game for a bad Redskins team. Yeah. 2017, they got demolished by the Chargers, 28-6. to 2014, they beat the Redskins. Uh, 2015, uh, they lost to the Panthers, and I think that's it for Dak's, Dak Prescott, isn't it? Yeah. I uh, think 2014, they lost to the Eagles. Um, so... Yeah, uh, they they they've done it the last you know with Dak he's used to the Thanksgiving game but I mean how how used can you be to a getting your butt kicked on Sunday in a very hard dirty ugly game and then getting up and getting ready for another one where we basically came out you know in a, a clean game in a in in a win 
coming off of. So exactly. I think we're riding high. They're probably a little fatigued. Uh, it's in, in their coach. Isn't that great? I think we have a real big advantage in terms of coaching. Uh, mm. their, uh, their offensive coordinator is, is I think legit, but yeah. in terms of, um, you know, their head coach, I think we have them other, other than the fact that we punted inside of Broncos territory last week, which was four times in, within the, um, yeah. Four times within the inside the twenty yard line, even inside the fifteen yard line. No, I mean, three yeah. of them. Bohorkas had great punts, further cementing the fact that he's our the best punter in Bill's history. But <clears throat> uh, excuse me there for a second. I had to really try hard on saying that one. But um, <laughs> no, just the fact that McDermott chose to. Whereas last week he was aggressive on fourth down. I think this week he wasn't. I think that when we had fourth and five inside their 40 we punted and that's when josh tried to hard count when we took the five yard delay a game penalty um yeah you don't need to uh, you're going to want to see that aggressiveness come back uh garrett can be out coached so we just have to do that i mean yeah like i said to open the the preview of the cowboys here this is a game that we always lose but if we win if we can if we can pull this one off then I think we can shut everybody up. This is the game where Trey White can become an all-pro. This is the game where kids yeah. start playing Josh Allen jerseys. Um, you know, this is the game where Singletary gets being talked about as, uh, you know, one of the legit running backs. Um, everything lines up for us to make a statement. Will we? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we will. I mean... Okay, this is this is going back. Obviously, you mentioned the Panthers Panthers Cowboys game Thanksgiving um, back in the day. That was the last time, obviously, McDermott. Last time McDermott and Bean were um, were together and actually beat or McDermott beat the Cowboys. And yeah. what happened in that year? They went Panthers went to the um, went to the Super Bowl. Right. But <laughs> but no, it's it, it's it is going to be a statement game. I think. I think we can we can do it. I mean, the last time Bills were nine and three, there was a week after they were eight and three. It's an omen. Could yeah. happen. It's happened before in the past. It happens. Um, it happened now. But it's what it was. What four, thirteen, sixteen years since they last um, eight and three. Nineteen ninety six. Yep. So long time. Uh, Long time coming, but yeah, they made sure to talk about that on the uh, broadcast. They they mentioned that <laughs> over and over and over again. My God, yeah, but I think it's uh, it's going to be a statement game. In the prediction, I went loss. I'm hoping that on that prediction, it's um, it's wrong, and we actually do win, which I think we can. I think we've got the momentum, so. I'm I'm looking at a um at a win for us on this um in this game. I will not make a prediction. <laughs> I just I everything in my gut says we'll lose because we always do, but everything that from what I've seen this year shows me that it could be twenty four twenty one. So how's how how's those um splinters on their uh, rear end of yours sitting on that fence? Oh. <laughs> uh, thank God it's not barbed wire. So, yeah. 
but no, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, gun to my head, uh, we lose, and it's probably not pretty. Okay, that's fair enough. That's nearly it to that side of the fence. Yeah. That's 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 fair. I mean, yeah. I think I think in the um, preview, you actually did say it was going to be a loss anyway. So yeah, but hey ho. I mean, Thursday is going to be good if you. Obviously, if you're in the UK, Sky Sports have got your three um, your three games. Bills being on at nine thirty. Um, you're going to be in London. Yeah, I'll be in London. Uh, if game. anybody is going to be down there, let me know where you're watching the game because I do not have a pub that I have picked to go watch the game. So if anybody's going out for the game, let me know and uh, I'll see you there. Yeah, and I'll be, what sort of, what, what were you in Stratford area? Are you going to be in the Stratford area or something yeah. like that? Yeah, I'll be around there. But honestly, you know, everything's 20 minutes away down there, so I can go sure. wherever. So we'll even, we'll even have a look, see if we can find a, um, a place for Alex. And if you're in and around London, give us a shout out on, um, on Twitter, on at RWBB underscore pod or at Bills Backers UK, give us those um, shout outs. We'll see if we can uh, find a location for Alex to um, to help us or help the Bills win, and obviously meet uh, meet and greet all the um, all the fans of the uh, fans of the show and fans of Buffalo in general. I mean, exactly, <clears throat> exactly. If you listen we'll... to the show, you're not doing it for me. You're doing it for Matt. So. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get we'll we'll get me we'll get me to one of them maybe yeah. get a meetup sorted up soon and we'll uh, make it a big one for the uh, for the whole uh, UK Bills and any- fingers crossed if there's a playoff game I'll be anywhere and everywhere as as soon as I can so we'll definitely make something happen for that yeah but we got to get there so, first this is going to be the biggest challenge so far exactly so I will say unless you've got anything else to um to add. Oh my God, no! I'm ready to go to sleep. Let's cut this. <laughs> <laughs> so no, yeah, it, it's just like I said, it's very... really hard to where I'm at right now. I mean, like even though I said we're gonna lose, it's just I, I jumped off the fence, but I'm still hanging on. And and <laughs> as soon as they start to prove to me that they can hang, then I'm gonna jump on the other side of the fence real quick. That's uh, fair. Just you know, if 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 I was uh, if I haven't been been heartbroken so many times before by this logo. Um, I would think otherwise, but <laughs> it's happened before. So, uh, so for for this, for a a very tired um, Alex, uh, my name's Matt. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening from wherever you've listened to us. Hope you've enjoyed the show. You're keeping subscribing, downloading, reviewing, interacting, and. Um, if he's still awake, it's a uh, go bills from me. Gobble gobble, go bills. Not us. Yeah, not, not us. You don't know anything about heart. You don't know anything about work. Huh? That's who we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.